0: To be quite frank it's finishing it so I can get on to something else. I mean it's it, just it's getting weird. Through it's it. not it's getting through it. It's the process. Um, there's something in it that it just turns it just turns me to jelly. Turn my heart and my mind just, just become I can't explain it. It's a very strange feeling. It's not particularly pleasant either. I can't really say that I enjoy I can not really say that I enjoy music or painting in quite that I mean it's not like sex or something which you can kind of really enjoy. 2016 like i feel like every year has a new energy and i feel like this year is really about like the year of just realizing stuff and everyone around me we're all just like realizing things 2016 looking good yes kylie jenner like a young nostradamus there letting us know that 2016 really was the year of realizing things priceless absolutely priceless what's going on welcome back to a new episode and the first episode of seven and the fucking hell and the first episode of 2017 for the podcast so you want to be an artist the only podcast that's for the artists by the artists each and every goddamn week hopefully this year anyway each and every week we'll see we'll see but wow 2016 is done over mad ting it's been uh it I mean as, as much as I'm taking the piss out of Kylie Jenner I, it has been a year of realisation a year of realising worth a year of realising purpose a year of realising potential also um, a year of realising what we're capable of but also that maybe we're taking some stuff for granted, a year of realising, like I said in the first episode of this podcast series, which was done today, 365 days ago, exactly one day to the year, we realised that everyone's voice is valid, everyone's opinion is valid, everybody has a story to tell, as little, as large, as expensive, as poor, as easy, as hard, as everyone's story is valid and we've seen a lot of stories and a lot of artists have come to the forefront of the attention and and are rightfully claiming what they deserve, which is a good audience. That's everyone who's come through the podcast, That's everyone who's yet to come through the podcast, that's the people that uh, I'm reaching out to and that's the people that, you know, maybe don't even want to come on the podcast and maybe think that they don't need it, but you know, it's all love to everyone, and everyone is killing it. i uh, uh, start with a young quote from Dante, he said about new beginnings, remember tonight for it is the beginning of always, and that's a great way to, to start your 2017, that January 1st is going to be the beginning of always, we're going to receive the blessings that we've lined up for ourselves in 2016. The, the, the things that we endured in 2016 are gonna come back full circle, close off, and, and eventually reward us in 2017. I feel like that's a very universal feeling that everyone is feeling. Everyone's kind of got this little fit, everyone that I'm around anyway, has got this little thing bubbling, or they've got this little idea bubbling, or it's, it's, they're finalizing some stuff and, and cutting off, the last loose ends of it and 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 everyone's ready to to actually do some shit now which is is beautiful it's a beautiful feeling to be around um so firstly what i would love to start with is a wholehearted thank you to anyone who has listened over the last 365 days as of now there's 175,000 listens on this podcast which If you had seen me this time last year when I just put out the first episode and I had no idea if people were going to fuck with it and I had no idea if it was going to resonate and I had no idea, to be honest, if I was sane or not uh, or if anything I was saying was actually being felt by other people. Everything in my life had been an idea up until this point last year Um, and and I started to realise my ideas could represent something physically through this podcast and and this podcast gave me a voice or or not just gave me a voice it gave me something stronger it gave me a belief in my own voice everybody has a voice but you know unless you have the belief to back it up it's pointless it's just sat there not doing anything so humbly to anyone that is listening to this now or or to anyone that listened to one episode and never listened to another another one (laughs) (coughs) never listened to another episode again thank you from the bottom of my heart to every artist that came on the podcast thank you from the bottom of my heart just me alone from our conversations i've learned so much from you artists i learned I a lot and i'm going and i'm going to go through some stuff that i learned in this episode but not specifically to anyone but to everyone thank you for coming and being a, a part of what i was i've been trying to do for the last year to try and empower people to tell their story, Uh, empowering people to not play to a gallery and not think about an audience and and think about themselves and think about the things they want to say and the things they want to express and the things in the world they're not happy with and they want to change and they want to challenge. Aspects of themselves that they want to change and challenge which they address through music. Everyone that has come on the podcast and has opened up to me and has been vulnerable in front of me and has allowed me to pick them apart and extract from them the information, the life-changing information and the life-affirming information. Thank you to all of those people, to all of the people that have listened and and soaked it up week in, week out, taking notes, sending messages, spreading it online, reposting, love-hearting, tweeting, like all of you are insane like insane it's a it's a strange feeling (coughs) to feel secure in people that you have never met before i have no insecurities i have no second guesses when i'm about to put up an episode because i know that there's an audience there that are thirsty for knowledge and that's something i cannot take credit for this this podcast only exists (laughs) and will only exist as long as you guys are interested. Um, The day you turn around and tell me, we don't need it anymore, we got it from here, then I'll put down the microphone and I'll do something else. But up until that point, uh, as long as you guys are thirsty for knowledge and thirsty for experience and thirsty for uh, perspective and lessons and blessings, this podcast will be here for you so that's that that's how we're beginning the episode you don't know how long is that i have 10 minutes i'm a rambler nowadays so now what i wanted to do i i was going through episodes and stuff and i was like i want to pick out bits and blah 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 and do all of that stuff and, and put different clips in of my favorite quotes or whatever my favorite lessons and then when i think about it and i go into them and i try to listen to episodes i'm like there's too much here There's not a minute wasted in any of these episodes. Every single piece of sound on this SoundCloud page that I'm looking at is worthy of examination. So I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is actually challenge myself a little bit more. I'm going to look at certain episodes and I'm going to see if I can remember what I came away with from that episode. (coughs) So, and it hopefully it will incentivize you to go back and listen to things because something that I've been doing recently is going back and watching films and reading books that I really loved like a few years ago. That I was like, yeah, that was really good. And going back and seeing what new things I can draw from it because obviously life experiences or whatever. Let's take a film about love, for example. Let's take my, one of my favourite films, Before Sunrise. I only recently just discovered what true love actually is. So now I go back and I watch that film, and it's completely different. It's flipped the meaning. I understand most of the words that are being said in that, whereas before I really loved the sentiment of it. So there might be some episodes in here that you've really loved the sentiment of, but now you can go back after a whole year's worth of experience and knowledge and soak them all up again. It's new information at all times. That's just the brain. How great is that? So the first one I'm going to start with, we are going to start with... Rosie Lowe, she said something fantastic in her episode about how musically she couldn't keep up, or technically, she couldn't keep up with the ideas in her head because her technical ability wouldn't match up. She wouldn't be able to play the piano parts that she wanted to play. She couldn't do the guitar parts because she wasn't that good at guitar. So she set herself a challenge to um, work with her limitations. Her limitations were technical ability. So she took the one thing that she was good at, which was using her voice, and she started to sing all of the parts. She would sing the piano melody that she wanted to do, or she would sing the rhythm of the guitar that she wanted to do, and she would embrace those limitations, use what she's actually good at, and get around it that way. And it's that that use of your limitation, it's that embracing your limitation and realizing that all that limitation is trying to do is to engage your attention somewhere else and be like, hey, you don't need to do that. You don't need to go over there. You've already, you can already do that using something else. And after I came away with that, I was like, oh Jesus, that's a, that's a pretty good idea. To, uh, that's, a, that's a good exercise to embrace your limitations. It's a, it's a great experiment it, it helps you get outside of your comfort zone while also remaining in your comfort zone, because you're just using, it's crazy, it's just a good idea, and it's something that I use personally, uh, Will Poulter, that was a great episode for, 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 for the podcast, because he's such a high profile, the man's in films with Leonardo, I saw him on the TV at the Oscars, great episode, we had a conversation about the perfect performance for an actor, and he said it's not attainable, As the years has gone on, I've actually studied quite a lot into the art of performance. And I would say that the perfect performance does exist. The ability for an artist to transcend themselves that's all a perfect performance would take, is selflessness, is to actually become another person. It's to, if you're an actor, uh, Marlon Brando, for example, I can't remember the woman, but they were in a film together and he was playing a, a drunk alcoholic drug user. And he's a method actor, Marlon Brando, and he went very deep into his character. And one day his female co-star walked into the to his uh, trailer and he was drunk and drugged out on the floor. And she walked in and she looked at him and she said, huh, darling, you should try acting. And it's like, that is the separation between uh, uh, someone who's acting for a perfect performance and someone who is being for a perfect performance. Marlon Brando has no desire to act. He wants to be, to transform and to transcend himself and become another person, basically. So the perfect performance will, if you're listening, (laughs) it does exist. But what it takes is a way for you to figure out how to get outside of yourself, how to completely leave that alleyway of consciousness that you exist in or that room of consciousness that you exist in and taking it outside of yourself and that's that's what the perfect performance is and that also goes into artists as well because when you're on a stage if you can leave your mind If you can lose your mind, essentially, on stage, in the the positive sense of the word, if you can lose your mind and just channel whatever emotional divine presence you're channeling on a stage, you've given a perfect performance. And that's not to say that it's something that's expected, that it probably happens once in a lifetime, but the beauty is in the pursuit of losing yourself. So that's a great lesson that I learned from that one. What else have we got? What else have we got? What else have we got? Phil Griffin. If you didn't listen to that episode, you are a madman. Phil is... He's genuinely a guru. Or as... uh, As... as, He's as much of a guru as you can get while still embodying certain aspects of society. He's uh, very active in society, but also is very detached from society because of this beautiful mind that he has. And in that episode, we talk about a lot, a lot from his first interaction with Amy Winehouse, initially rejecting her, um, saying that he didn't really quite get her until she sent him rehab in an email. And he says, and he sent an email back saying, I need to do this video. And she went too late, mate. You already said you don't get me. (laughs) Ha ha ha. And then two weeks later, he shot the video and creative directed her for the rest of her career. But there's some great gems in there. But he opens up the podcast by talking about being a dancer. And I said, when was the last time you danced? This is a 50-year-old man. I said, when was the last time you danced? He said, I'm dancing every time I'm holding my camera, which is, uh, as an opening statement, profound poetic beautiful all of the above but also it shows you the level of romanticism that's needed i think in order to be a great artist like a truly great artist feel with someone that i look up to and idolize very much but it's that romanticism the way that to him taking a photo or or shooting a video is a dance is a waltz between him his camera which him and his camera they become the same person um but, but but between him his eye extended through the camera onto the subject and it's that level of romanticism that beautiful perspective to see it all as one big show as one big dance and then to learn the steps and to lose yourself in it completely and that's something again from that episode that I've tried to put into everything I've tried to put that level of romance into everything every I try to construct everything as if it were a poem that Phil might write which is there's worse things to aim for to be honest, let's just say that, let's just say that. Um, me and Ed Thomas, if you missed that episode, it's one of the lower viewed episodes, but you should definitely go back and, and look at that because Ed is a f- phenomenal human being. Like this, that's just f- I don't need to, outside of an artist, just as a human being, he's a phenomenal human being. We talk about near-death experiences in that one and how A near-death experience can remind you of the preciousness of life um, and the futility of life which also acts as the engine to drive you closer to everything that you want to achieve. It's that instance of a near-death experience where you realise you're not infinite. Physically you're not infinite and you're not here forever and you're not going to be here forever to take all of those chances that you were too afraid to take in a certain situation or opportunities that you miss aren't gonna come back around again because eventually you're gonna clock out. And that fear of death really fuels the artist to, to accomplish, not necessarily to achieve, but to accomplish, to finish things, to take opportunities, to bring everything back around full circle instead of leaving everything half open. And so for, for my own, I don't think I've had near-death experiences in the past year. I have died. Uh, I've, I've had previous versions of myself die, and I've, I've been born anew this year, and I really have. And also that shows me as well, on the progressive side of it, that it's important to kill yourself every now and then because you become as a, as people as humans we, we're creatures of habit and you get into certain belief systems and you get into certain patterns of thought uh, and patterns of, of processing that it's essential for you to shed that skin and be a baby again and and start it all again that's what a new year represents essentially is you stand on the horizon of a new year and you look to the left or the right or whoever you're with and you look at them and you say, well, what now? And they look back and, and if you've got the right people around you, they'll look back and they'll smile and they'll, and they'll say, we do it all over again. And that's what happens in the, the shedding of the skin or of the killing of the, the, killing of the quote unquote self. We begin again. We wipe everything off of the board. We let the memories become memories. We close them off. We put them to the back of the mind, ready to be recalled whenever they need to be recalled. And we begin again. Um, Just going through after all that. Ray Black. What a sensational year Ray Black has had. Round of applause for Ray Black, one time. Boop, 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 But on her episode where she came in, amongst other hilarious shit that we spoke about, I remember her speaking about how she never wanted to wait for a label. She never wanted to wait for certain producers or writers or wh- directors or whatever. She didn't want to wait for a machine so she could get her shit done. The first way I heard about Ray Black was she'd just released an EP and she'd sent it to me in an email for like a a playlist that I would do every week. She would say, hey Kane, I see your playlist and I fuck with your tastes. Could you check this out? And I listened to it and I was blown away and I was like, this girl is the future. And she was, she is. She is now, she's the, the, the right now. That's what she is. But it was her attitude of, I'm not waiting for no PR to send that to Kane. I'm going to send it to him myself and be like, yo, one human being to another. I'm pouring my heart into this shit. Can you see it too? And then luckily I'm someone who could open up an email or listen to a song and go, this is someone who doesn't give a fuck about anything apart from creating. And this, that, the lesson to be learned from that is share your stuff. Don't wait for no PR to be sending it to blogs or whatever. Don't wait for no manager to be sending it over or whatever. Be proactive in your promotion. Send it to everybody. It, producers, if you want to make music, learn how to produce your own stuff. If you want to make videos, you grab a camera or you find someone who has a camera and you don't wait and you just, you just smash it you honestly, you just smash it, the more you have to rely on other people, the harder it becomes for things to get done, that's just the truth of it, that's something I'm learning through my music as well, like, I would have a project out now if I wasn't waiting for choirs and, and, well, if I wasn't waiting for studio space, but if I wasn't waiting to record choirs and drums and all of that shit, it's that, it's that, um, passion Or the necessity to do things yourself just to get them done. And then eventually the people will start to orbit around you that can help you do all that shit. And then you don't really have to worry about that too much. The Felix Snow episode is a funny one because he would say that, he said in this one that learning instruments is archaic and no one needs to know <laughs> what the fuck a G7 chord is or whatever, or a fucking A flat minor fifth or some shit, I don't know. And then about two weeks after that conversation, every video I see is of him doing the sickest guitar solos or making incredible songs with, with just a guitar or country songs or whatever. So maybe he thought, you In- instruments actually, everyone's doing this computer thing. Let's see. Let's fucking separate the wheat from the chaff and, and get this instrument thing popping again. And that's a great episode to go back and listen to because it was actually the recording of it was kind of awkward because it's the first time I'd met Felix and he's also American, so there's a cultural difference in the way we express ourselves. And it was kind of awkward because it was very hard to to break down. He was hard to to penetrate. But eventually he came around, and it's it's a fantastic conversation. But if you go back and listen to it, hopefully you can hear the awkwardness, and but you can slowly hear it warming up and opening up, and becoming more of a collaboration as opposed to what starts out as a battle. So you should definitely go back and look at that. Uh, yeah, Koji Radical on the pot on the podcast. It was the the introduction of a series track by track, which is where i would sit down with an artist who's just released a project and we would go through song by song and break them down talk about how they were made the feelings that inspired them the emotions the situations the thought the idea the book whatever whatever it was that that inspired that to come out and that's a two-hour episode and that's got five thousand listens which is it's insane but also what yeah i don't i don't think i need to go into that like what am i really saying that for anyway the, I had an episode called Let's Talk About Culture, uh, if you missed that, that was the first time that I came out and really spoke about my views on the world, not just art or whatever, but how I saw society and how I saw the world and how I saw, ultimately, culture. And that wasn't aimed at a specific culture, but aimed at culture in general, you know, the culture that would tell you that success is represented by the material elements of life, that success means a car and financial security and loads of friends and everyone adores you and all of a nice car, like blah, 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 all of that shit. Uh, That also tells you that You must work in a job, otherwise you'll bring shame on society, and if you're not a law-abiding citizen, and if you do drugs, and blah, 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 and you, these kind of people that give you no control of your consciousness. That was marked the first time I ever came out and said, you know what, let's talk about culture. Fuck culture. It's all, it's all a way to keep you inside of your little circles it's a way to divide and marginalise, it's a way to oppress, it's a way to distract people and keep them moving towards the wrong things, and don't get me wrong, when culture's done right, it's done well, but it's that division of society or that division of just civilizations. when really all culture is, is a fucking you all wear the same kind of clothes or you all listen to the same kind of music it's all very like we same uh united but united in division i don't know it's just all just listen to that episode go back and listen to that episode it's just it was just me going on a thing of like bam 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 fuck culture fuck all of that shit uh midday meditations with jesse boykins this is another great episode Um, I remember a profound thing that I learned from this episode actually was the art of the compromise. Uh, For so long, I'd been like, you know, I love something so much I would never compromise for it. Like, I love music so much I would never compromise my vision for it. Or I love art so much I would never compromise my vision for the art or what it stands for. But then he turned around and said, well, doesn't that just mean that you love yourself more than you love art if you think you know what's best for it? Surely if you love it, you'll give a piece of yourself away and be like, maybe I don't have all the answers. Just whatever I need to do to keep me creating or keep me expressing, then that's the art of the compromise. And I left that thinking, man, I I really was of the school of thought where it's like, I will do this my way. But then if something comes up which means that i can't do it my way what does that mean does that mean that i start again or or does that mean that i just don't do it anymore which to me is uh, a traumatizing thought that i couldn't make art or music anymore because of me of myself thinking that you know what if i can't play by my own rules i'm not going to play at all I'm not going to dance because I don't like the song. It's like that art of compromise of putting yourself in the back seat and just go, you know what? Music is music and whatever I need to do to make it, I'll do that. I don't need to, to verify or validate. My own opinions. All I need to do is fucking make stuff. That's all I care about. I've, I left that episode like a changed man, a truly changed man, a man who was willing to compromise. Angel Hayes, what a sensational episode that was as well. I and mean, if you listened, if you missed it, you better go back and listen to it because that shit's pretty good. But what she said was, I said, you know, are you ever afraid that you're gonna go through life? and not find someone who loves you enough to accept you even though you can never love them as much as you love music. And She said that she doesn't care, first and foremost, which I will, next time we sit down and we have one of these conversations, it'll probably be after her newest project comes out, and I'll ask her again, I'll say, do you truly believe that, do you truly not care for love? even though love is the thing that keeps you creating. It's the thing that makes you tick. Like, that's the fucking fuel for your fire. But she said that she wants someone whose passions keep her, them up as late as it keeps her up. She doesn't want a partner who wants to schedule a bedtime or can't or gets upset because they don't go to bed at the same time together. She wants someone who is going to go off to the other side of the house and start working on their stuff while she goes to the other side of the house and works on her stuff. And it's that that idea of your relationships actually collaborating with you to make your art, to... Have a relationship that facilitates the way you create is only going to add to your creations. Imagine how great it would be to have someone as passionate as you who looks at you and says, I want you, but I don't need you. I'm going to go and work on my stuff, and when we get back together, we'll enjoy each other. But up until then, we've got stuff to work on. And again, if that doesn't make you think you know what, what I want from a partner is someone who gives me space to make my shit or understands that I'm going to need space to to do my shit and truly appreciates that because they get it too, because they're doing it too. They want space just as much as you do. And uh, taking that more into the the human side of it, of of the artist, that is an environment or an atmosphere that you want to be around constantly outside of romantic relationships if your parents or your friends feel like they're not getting enough of you because you give yourself away too much to your passions that's not a healthy environment or a positive environment for somebody to be creating it so from that episode that's what i learned and, and that's what sticks with me today it's like if i'm getting in a relationship with someone i have to look at them and be like all right well, I know that I'm going to be spending days in the studio and my beard's going to grow out and my hair's going to grow out and I'm going to smell and I'm going to get disorientated. There's going to be days where I don't want to speak to no one or there's going to be days when all I do is speak and I'm emotional and there's days where I'm dead or I'm numb. It's like if you don't look like you can keep up with that or you can accept that or, or put, again, it's the, it's the art of compromise and the art of love as well. If you love me enough, can you compromise and accept that? what a lesson to learn that these are all the beautiful lessons have just come from conversations and it's just so now i'm looking back on it it makes me emotional because there's so many lessons and this podcast has defined a lot of my characteristics and i to even think that that's done that for somebody else is beautiful i did an episode called dive into what you love and don't come up for air which is that's a mantra or an affirmation or whatever for life dive into what you love never come up for air never break the surface dissolve into it become one with the ocean of it ride every wave of it be the water i don't even need to fucking say any more of that dive into what you love do not come up for air oscar world peace, man like that was my favorite bit of him i'm like listen you're in your music video you're in a voxel Corsa, you're wearing your work clothes. Why? And he said it's important for him to document his reality and look at him in his Corsa wearing his Tesco's work T-shirt. Doesn't he look beautiful? <laughs> That's what he said. He said, don't I look Beautiful. And it's true because he does. That's a man who's truly accepting his surroundings, a man who's not ashamed to tell you that he shares a 24 year old man. He's not ashamed to tell you that he shares a bedroom with his little brother and he sleeps in bunk beds. He's not afraid to show you where he comes from. He's not afraid to show you the inside of his house. Like this is a truly honest man. And he's a man that taught me about honesty. A man that taught me about if you embrace everything that makes you as interesting as you are not only are people going to watch but you're going to be able to inspire people if you document your whole journey your whole story people gonna be able to look at you and be empowered by that and be like this is normal life but under the microscope we see it's far from ordinary you put a, a normal life under the microscope and you see its dramas you see its moments of beauty Is that's what i think a lot of people are looking for they're looking for real life beauty we're tired of culture telling us that beauty is represented by these magazines or represented by these models or whatever or represented by these people in positions of power no the beauty is in the everyday the beauty is in the mundane It's easy to look beautiful with fucking makeup and plastic surgery or expensive items. It's easy to look beautiful in a Bentley. Like, it's easy to look beautiful at 20,000 feet in a private jet. You fucking put anyone in that situation and they look beautiful. It's impossible not to. But where the true beauty lies is in alchemizing, ordinary life the mundane. If you can show people the beauty in the mundane of everyday life, then you, my friend, are successful. If you can make somebody see their life in a way that's like, you know what, I've never actually looked at it before, but if you look at the intricacies of my life, if you look at the despair and the emotion, but also the hope, if you look at that, you're telling me that that's going to inspire you. That is a beautiful sentiment. And that's something that propels me forward, that shows me, like, go get it. Go show them what you're all about. Show them that every day. Show them what's real. That's what we need more of. We need more of the real. We need more of the authentic. The superstars should come from the street. Not like, the, you know, they should come from the streets. But they should... The, the, the realness comes from the people on the road or the, it comes from the people on the street it comes from the people in the offices what we love to see is the office man go and achieve his dreams and, and rebel against society once we start showing each other that the beauty lies in the detail of our ordinary and mundane lives that that is the gold if you can turn that gold into the coins that you need t- to feel valuable then that's where you win, like, that's where you kill it, because no one can fabricate a life, it always looks staged, it always looks false, but if you're living your real life and you're using it as an example and a reference point for everybody else to see the beauty, if you hold up your life as a mirror to other people so that they can see that they are just as beautiful and are filled with just as much potential, then you my friend are the pinnacle of artistry you are the pinnacle of humanity you are divine you're from something higher and if you can do that i aspire to be like you and uh oh let me just i was going to end it right there but also let me give a shout out to all the people that have had me on their podcast as well ash houghton rival on it might just be that podcast thank you for having me on there Um, Arts Emergency Podcast, thank you for having me on there. Dobby Witches Brew on Represent Radio, thank you for having me on there. All of you, thank you for believing in the vision and, and what I'm trying to say and giving me an opportunity to extend my platform and to address new listeners. I really appreciate it. And if you would have me on again, I would be glad to do it. So now... We're faced with 2017. We're faced with uh, an opportunity to begin again. We are faced with a blank canvas. And we're also faced with uh, a mirror, because that's all time is. T- t- time is essentially a mirror. It's like, okay, time is the real currency here. That's what we're all scrambling for. Fuck money, if people could have more time, they would. But we don't. So what time does is allows you and gives you a space to show what you are really about. Our time is so limited and so finite that the time that you spend says so much about you. So the time you spend practicing, the time you spend learning, the time you spend researching, it all shows the world what kind of person you are so to 2017 it's all about curiosity for me i've started to identify curiosity. well i haven't i can't take any credit for it but curiosity is the thing that drives us forward curiosity is the thing that pulled us out of the ocean as fish and turned us into from brainless apes to the human beings that we are now. It's that curiosity, that pursuit of more or pursuit of the next thing, that that why, the big why. Why are we here? What are we doing? How are we supposed to be doing it? It's that constant pursuit of knowledge. Scrap that. It's a constant pursuit of understanding. If Kylie Jenner, the great philosopher, is right, and 2016 was all about realisation, then 2017 is the year of application of those realisations. Procrastination! It's about application. It's about understanding. It's about asking why. It's about digging deeper than the surface and, and getting to the core of everything why does this exist why do i feel this way why do we act like this for 2017 if we move forward with the burning need to ask why to everything then i think that it is the year that we will do the most it can't get any worse really to be honest 2016 it was it was mad in terms of like the things we we're seeing and the things that was on the news and the things people were doing and we're just looking at it like what is going on it's starting to feel like life is actually just some big show for somebody it feels like we're all just here to be a part of somebody's sick fantasy i feel like that's what it felt like at some points in 2016 which is okay, that's that's what we've been brought into, alright, but now I want to know why. I want to know why it feels like that. Why are we in some kind of sick game? Why do people want to kill? Why do people want to be divided? Why do people do the things that they do? And then hopefully we'll end up getting somewhere. Um, and that's, that's it, to be honest, that's it with me and this episode, because... It's 2017, stop listening to me, go practice, start putting it into application, start going out and getting what you want to get. So in the words of Meister Eckhart, suddenly you know, it's time to start something new and trust the magic of beginnings. New Year's may seem like a novelty, but what it really is, is a great marker for you to surrender to the possibilities of everything that you could be so until the next episode of so you want to be an artist safe